Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Recovery Talk. So this week I want to discuss something and that is intuitive eating versus something I call intuitive restriction. Essentially, I want to discuss the difference between actually eating freely and intuitively versus thinking you are eating intuitively, but you're actually just intuitively restricting and engaging in restricted behaviors, but labeling it intuitive. And this is a trap that so many people with eating disorders and an eating disorder recovery fall into, right? They think that their eating is intuitive, but then when you actually look at it, there are so many restrictive components and it instead becomes what I like to call intuitive restriction. Because for people with eating disorders, restriction can often feel like the natural intuitive choice. So I want to talk a bit about intuitive eating, what it is and what it isn't, and also how intuitive restriction may manifest and how to kind of spot intuitive restriction in yourself and essentially bet on what to do and how to move forward from that. I have done an episode quite a while ago on intuitive eating and essentially intuitive eating and eating disorder recovery and is it too soon? When should you start eating intuitive? I did an episode where I spoke a bit about that. So some of this will be some things that I already discussed in that episode, but it's been a while and I want to discuss a bit more about intuitive restriction per se as a concept. So that's why I thought it could be helpful to make another episode on this. Intuitive eating is something that there are so many misunderstandings around and there's so many diet culture co-options of intuitive eating. I see it time and time and again where I see someone be like, I am an intuitive eating and weight loss coach. And it's like, what? No, that's not how it works. Yes, intuitive eating will, for some people, could be that that could create weight loss in them. And for some people, it could create weight gain in them. And for some people, it could create no changes in weight whatsoever. It all depends on what your natural set point is and where your body wants to be. So intuitive eating, the way that I like to describe it is that it is, you know, as the word suggests, eating intuitively so you eat in sync with your body in the same way that you probably tend to breathe and sleep and hydrate in accordance with your body signals children are a good example of someone who is usually intuitive eaters i mean of course there are children with eating disorder children who eat you know in disordered ways right but just more as a general statement and when I say eating in accordance with your body's signals and your body's, you know, cues, this takes me to the first culprit with intuitive eating, ironically. And that is intuitive eating in people with eating disorders or when they're trying to pursue intuitive eating. A big mistake people do is extreme hyper focus on internal cues and especially on physical hunger. And when I say this, I mean hyper-focusing on your internal signals as a justification as to why you deserve food. This is not intuitive eating. That would be like hyper-focusing on just how tired you are in order to feel like you deserve sleep. You're going to have nights where you don't necessarily feel like sleeping, and other nights where you just fall asleep as soon as your head hits the pillow. But you, both, you need sleep both of those nights, right? And unfortunately, I feel that sometimes also within the treatment field of eating disorders, 
this is reinforced, right? And I understand that it often has good intentions. And maybe for some people, it can be helpful, you know, to focus more on, hey, do you feel hungry? Do you feel full? All of these things. Of course, I'm not saying that that is inherently always dangerous. But what I'm saying is, is that this can sometimes reinforce the idea that you need to be careful and make sure, like, intuitive eating becomes this, like, tool to make sure that you're not eating too much, right? And that is kind of diet culture underlying. It becomes this thing of like, oh, you need to hyper-focus on your physical cues to make sure that you're not eating, quote-unquote, too much because that is bad or that creates weight gain and weight gain is inherently bad, blah, blah, blah. You can see how quickly the diet culture messaging kind of creeps in here a bit, right? And when it comes to these internal cues, the internal cues aren't always quite there in early recovery, right? You may find that you, you know, some people in recovery just have no appetite or no hunger. And other people have extreme hunger, right? Where they're hungry all the time, right? If you're someone with extreme hunger, then the intuitive eating may actually be quite nice, quite a nice option in recovery, right? Because you know you're going to get enough food, right? But if you are someone who noticed that you have a loss of appetite or that you notice your eating disorder is constantly interfering with your hunger fullness cues to the point where it makes you restrictive, then intuitive eating may not be your best bet. You may have to instead eat a bit mechanically. A lot of times people with eating disorders, they are scared of intuitive eating because they're scared that they will eat too much and they may use the fact that they have, let's say, extreme hunger or just an increased appetite as a reason as to why intuitive eating don't work for them because, oh, intuitive eating leads to quote-unquote overeating. But chances are that so-called overeating is literally just your body being like, hey, we need more food. We need to get out of this scarcity mindset. And that is why I think so-called overeating recovery is not this big red wolf that you should try and get away from. Instead, it is literally just, you know, it's part of recovery that you are going to have days where you are eating everything in sight. And that's completely okay. It is part of the process and it will end. When I work with clients and working with intuitive eating with them, my concern is never, oh, I'm scared that intuitive eating will take you to eating, quote unquote, too much, or that you cannot trust your fullness, hunger fullness cues because they take you to eating too much. Because they don't. But if you have a restrictive eating disorder, they can very quickly take you to eating too little. Again, remember, there is no such thing as too much food in eating disorder recovery. But there is such a thing as too little. And I feel like sometimes in intuitive eating spaces, they frame it as eating quote-unquote too much is like this big danger that you need to always be very around. And I feel like that is quite counterproductive for eating disorder recovery. Because essentially that is fearing exactly what the eating disorder fears. And we know that that's not necessarily the way to recovery. It's kind of like if you're scared of dogs, being like, oh, you need to be careful so you don't get too obsessed with dogs. It's not necessarily a helpful framework, right? Because being too obsessed with dogs is not your problem. <laughs> it's not your problem. And equally, as much as the eating disorder will try and convince you that your problem is the overeating, right? That is the big bad wolf that we need to conquer. Essentially, the overeating, if it started during or after a period of restriction, or if it's worsened by restriction, then chances are that's not necessarily the big bad wolf but rather just a symptom what is it a symptom of underlying restriction so yeah this is a common trap with intuitive eating among people eating disorders is that it instead becomes this justification to deserve food if only if you can sense certain internal cues 
But the truth is, eating is not always fully intuitive, right? That is just how it is and that's completely okay. You will have times where you just grab something on the go. You will have times where you just have something more than maybe you were hungry for just because it tasted so good. This hyper-focus that it must be perfect, that it must, you know, perfectly fit your hunger cues, that it must, everything must be perfect. Again, it's the food perfectionism mindset. And often that perfectionism mindset is from a scarcity mindset that says that food is a scarce resource, therefore it must be perfect to be worth it. And that is often the underlying thing when it comes to intuitive restriction. Like there is this underlying scarcity mindset and this underlying fear of eating quote-unquote too much. And this over-focus on internal cues. I would, instead of saying that intuitive eating is necessarily just about eating when you're hungry, stopping when you're full, I would say that it's important to also be a bit curious about, okay, what is fullness to you, right? Because very often people with eating disorders, they will think fullness is, for example, feeling like you have food in your stomach or feeling anxious. These things get confused as fullness. And there are going to be times where you're, Maybe you're at a restaurant, you ordered something and you're feeling quite full, but you just finished a meal because you're at a restaurant and you have the food in front of you, right? This is completely okay. I would argue that this is part of the free intuitive eating. And if this is being discouraged, I think that's a little bit alarming because it kind again, it kind of says that you need to be careful not to eat quote unquote too much. So I would argue that when it comes to something like hunger, physical hunger, that is just one out of many indicators that you need to eat, right? But you may also notice that your cues may be more mental, right? It could be through food obsession. It could be about thoughts on food, thoughts about food. Hunger may not always manifest itself as a growling stomach. And I would argue that when your stomach is growling, you're probably gone too long. I very rarely have a growling stomach. If I have a growling stomach, I know that it's been way too long since I ate. I don't wait until my stomach is growling to eat. Again, that, that's waiting too long. I'll just eat whenever I think about food. There are also going to be times where, for example, in the morning when maybe I'm going somewhere and I just need to grab something beforehand. I'm not necessarily hungry. I don't necessarily think about it. I just know that, yes, it's an appropriate time to eat right now. That is also okay. That can also be intuitive eating. So when talking about hungerfulness, think of it more as a drive to eat, but also be curious what is preventing this drive from fully manifesting, right? Anxiety is not fullness, but it can maybe manifest itself that way. Your brain feels like, oh, you should be full now. So then you're mentally not feeling the drive to eat anymore when actually you still needed more food, right? So due to all of these factors, I tend to recommend people pursuing intuitive eating and recovery to just be a bit mindful so that restriction don't creep in. And also in recovery, you may find that the amount of food that you will intuitively, your intuitive cues will take you to may not be enough for full mental and physical recovery. Having to force feed yourself and recover and eat way more than you actually feel like, it's, it's kind of part of the process. And you may have a period of time in recovery, especially when like extreme hunger hits and everything is fun and exciting or you're feeling quite consistently hungry, right? That is all fun and games, but there may also be a time, especially if you fully give into extreme hunger and give into the mental hunger, where these things kind of loses its appeal and you get a bit tired of food. And then you're kind of like, okay, why should I eat now, right? Because you've gotten so used to only eating when it's fun and then suddenly fun food is not so fun anymore. That doesn't mean that you should stop eating, right? In the phases of recovery where food is fun and exciting and you just really feel excited for every meal, 
that's that's cool enjoy that but there also may come to a point where you get a bit tired and it's just kind of oh, it doesn't hit the same anymore that does not mean that you don't need to eat anymore or that you should severely like cut down on your intake right so another trap that people fall into with intuitive eating that kind of makes it intuitive restriction is thinking that it is a way to avoid eating certain foods so for example you often hear this narrative around foods that if you allow yourself to eat all foods you will crave all foods and yes that is completely true but that does not mean that intuitive eating is this like safety mechanism to make sure that you're not eating chocolate every day It is not something that is meant to make you only eat foods you consider quote-unquote healthy, right? Intuitive eating should include a bit of everything, right? And also chances are in recovery there's going to be a time where you don't want to touch a vegetable. That is completely fine. The pendulum might swing in one direction, in one extreme direction before it swings back into normalcy, right? So please don't think of intuitive eating as this tool to prevent yourself from eating, you know, cake or cookies or chocolate or whatsoever yes it is true that with time intuitive eating you will have days where you crave a cookie and other days you crave an apple that that is part of it right but equally again it is not something we do to prevent you from eating certain foods so another example of intuitive restriction is people using their hunger cues as a reason as to why they should not increase their intake in recovery. I may touch upon this a little bit, right? That in recovery, you very often have to kind of push your intake and eat beyond what you actually feel like. And I see this over and over is that people are, you know, pursuing the intuitive eating and then they're like, okay, well, maybe they're in a weight restoration process, for example. And they're like, well, I'm not necessarily, I don't necessarily feel like eating much more than I do already, right? And actually for them, they know that, I mean, the healthy part of them know that in order for them to reach the full recovery, they need to push their intake. They may need to push their weight into a healthier range, right? And they know that eating just intuitively what they feel like doesn't necessarily take them there. There is a biological explanation as to why this can happen. So essentially in eating disorder recovery, sometimes the certain hormones regulating hunger and fullness actually normalize prematurely right and that means that essentially you may not feel hungry for as much food as you need right and this can be confusing because you also of course have extreme hunger where you feel like eating the entire kitchen right but i also want to remind you that extreme hunger may be something that comes and goes a bit right you might have days where you don't have that same level of appetite or you may have extreme hunger every single day throughout your recovery and if so you know what Intuitive eating may be quite easy and effortless for you then. But here's another one, and this also goes for people with extreme hunger. One way that intuitive restriction can kind of manifest as well, and also this can also happen to people with extreme hunger, is not feeling hungry except, for example, at night, right? I have made an episode about this in the past, you know, uh, saving up calories for night and how this can often be subconscious behavior. So imagine, for example, someone being like, okay, I'm going to eat intuitively in recovery. And then they are experiencing extreme hunger and they may experience it at night and they have a, you know, a feast and then they wake up the next day and they are feeling so full because they ate a lot the night before, right? This does not happen to everyone. Some people actually find that the day after extreme hunger, they feel more hungry the next day, right? Metabolism sped up and they're just like, okay, yeah, more of this, more of this, right? But there may be people who wake up the day after a feast and they're like, I don't really feel like having breakfast right now. And then they're thinking, well, 
hashtag intuitive eating. That means that I should just not have that breakfast, right? So intuitive eating becomes kind of the reason to skip meals. And that can quickly make people end up in a pattern of whether intentional or unintentional, saving up calories for nights. Because the body will kind of adapt itself into what you're giving it, right? If you're not eating throughout the day, but night is your food time, then yes, your body will adapt by giving you the signals to eat at night. But I would recommend in recovery, having regular meals throughout the day is important, whether you feel like it or not. Yes, there are people who skip breakfast and are fine, but I would argue that in eating disorder recovery, the rules are a little bit different around meal skipping, right? It's a behavior that you should be quite careful around. I always recommend having regular meals. This does not mean that you need to be hyper-focused on a specific time or having the perfect, like, what can I say, the perfect system of what you eat when. I'm not saying you should hyper-focus on these things, but at least making sure that you're not going too long without having a substantial meal. And that if there is long between meals, you have a snack. We also know that with eating disorders, sometimes restriction can foster more restriction, right? Uh, so someone may restrict and they can feel like they get a little bit of a high from it, which triggers more restriction, right? And also it can trigger the opposite, right? And also sometimes in the same person, it can trigger both at different times, right? It's very, very strange in that sense. With all this being said, right? With all of these potential little traps people can fall into, I will say that at the end of the day, there will come to a point in your recovery where you kind of need to take the plunge a bit, right? You need to jump into it and being mindful of these potential traps is helpful. But please also don't think that you can only eat intuitively if you get it right on day one. You may notice yourself falling into certain little traps, but as long as you can spot them and get out of them, it is okay, you know? And this is actually a, a bit of a mistake people do is that they don't embrace the chaos, right? They don't embrace that it's going to be a bit unpredictable and chaotic. There will be ups and downs. You will have days where you feel like you don't didn't quite get it right. That is part of learning how to eat intuitively again. Please don't let the eating disorder perfectionism translate itself to recovery perfectionism, right? Yes, be aware of potential pitfalls with intuitive eating, especially if implementing it too soon and how it can lead to restriction. But equally, you will come to a point where you kind of need to, again, take the plunge, try, see where it takes you. And if it goes wrong, you learn from it, right? Something going wrong doesn't necessarily mean a full-blown relapse, especially not if you are in a safer place in your recovery. And that is why I would suggest, you know, pursuing intuitive eating where you are at, when you are at a point where you don't think it will take you to a restrictive amount. Can you start intuitive eating day one in recovery? I mean, yes, if you are experiencing extreme hunger and it takes you to sufficient intake. And of course, you know, if you're not in the risk of uh, refeeding syndrome, all of these things, you know, you know the drill. So overall, the key challenge with intuitive eating in recovery is that it can just take you to eat too little and also can sometimes take some people to eat too safe, right? Only pursuing safe food. Because again, we are habit animals. We tend to kind of crave what we are usually you know eating of course we will also tend to crave what we forbid ourselves from right again these two differences these two paradoxes or opposites can exist at the same time but equally if you're having oatmeal every morning you get into a habit of naturally just being like oh yeah oatmeal my morning food right and this can feel very intuitive but it actually is more of a habit right i would argue trying new things and exploring different things and even if you do crave the oatmeal it's okay to try something different one day right so yeah there's a common trap with intuitive eating it literally just 
meaning that they're literally just not taking you to a high enough intake and taking you to eat too rigid, too controlled, or there being meal skipping, only going for safe food because that feels like just naturally what you crave, but actually it is just more like an ingrained habit or just overall looking at intuitive eating as this safety tool to prevent eating quote-unquote too much or certain foods. Equally, if you find that intuitive eating as a concept in recovery is actually very, very helpful for you, you find that it does take you to a sufficient intake, you know, especially if you're going through extreme hunger and not doing intuitive eating would almost become very quite restrictive, right? Then there is no reason as to why you cannot eat intuitively in recovery. Overall, if it is something that takes you to a sufficient intake, then and it takes you to also takes you to an intake that actually challenges you, right? So it's not necessarily just about amount, but also types of food. If you're recovering at a sufficient intake, but you're only eating safe foods, then you may not rewire certain fear foods, right? So we want to look at something that takes you to a sufficient intake and also take you to an intake that does challenge you. Then yes, intuitive eating is great, but just make sure that it does not become restrictive or a tool for underlying like sneaky behaviors. And please don't think that if you are pursuing intuitive eating and you have a day where you quote-unquote overeat or you have a feast or all of these things that you somehow failed. You often hear stories about like, oh, you know, with intuitive eating, you'll kind of teach yourself to only have the two cookies instead of the whole package. And yeah, there is some truth to it, you know, that when you are allowing yourself the cookies all the time, then you're not going to have the same scarcity mindset, which is going to mean that you're going to feel more comfortable, for instance, just grabbing two cookies rather than hyper-thinking about the package and feeling like you must eat everything at once. But equally, there is no nothing wrong with eating everything at once, right? And in recovery, chances are that is going to happen. You're going to have times where you eat the entire package. That is not a sign of failure. That is not you doing intuitive eating wrong. It is just part of it. And even after recovery, like when I have cookies i will have times where i just have one with my coffee and then other times where i just eat the whole package because it was really good it is okay because intuitive eating is not a tool to prevent you from eating if that makes sense embrace that it's going to be a bit up and downs embrace that there may be some chaos in the process you're maybe going to feel a little bit out of control it's completely okay because you have to let go of this control because this control just ends up controlling you so much you're not necessarily in control. It's more the eating disorder being in control and trying to tell you, oh yeah, you are in control here. But is it you or is it the eating disorder? So if you feel like you're not completely ready for like full intuitive eating all the time yet, you can also dip your toes into it. You know, can for example, imagine if you have a meal plan, right? And then you can be like, okay, well, I'm going to follow my meal plan, but I'm going to have this, I'm going to go out to eat and eat intuitively when I'm at the restaurant or... I'm going to have a snack with a friend and that would be intuitive. You can, again, practice intuitive eating in recovery. But please be aware of the pitfalls and equally be patient and kind with yourself. It is not meant to be perfect and you are not failing for eating the entire pack of cookie, okay? Chances are in order to get to the point where you're having the two cookies and don't think about cookies anymore, you probably will have to eat the whole package a few times before you get to that point, right? Intuitive eating is, after all, a practical exercise rather than a thought experiment, right? It's an act of doing, not an act of thinking of doing. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode on intuitive eating versus intuitive restriction. I have a lot more to say about this. This was just some 
I guess, key takeaways from some things I see coming up over and over uh, that I thought could maybe be helpful to offer some perspective on because I feel like intuitive eating and eating disorder recovery and just intuitive eating as a concept is so often misunderstood and it's become so co-opted. So many things that are great, you know, is being co-opted by diet culture and I really don't like it. I see it with intuitive eating where you hear things such as intuitive eating for weight loss, right? And you see it with, you know, self-acceptance, self-care, body positivity. These things get co-opted by diet culture because it becomes popular terms. It becomes a way then to sell and kind of trick you into being like, oh, this is this is not as we're not like the the normal diet culture. We're like the good diet culture, right? Trying to conceal themselves as something they're not. Oh no, it's not a diet. It's it's a lifestyle change, right? How many times have you heard that one? So now I'm gonna take a listener question. So essentially, the person here is asking if I have any advice for scarcity mindset around money and just resources, scarcity around resources. So for example, fear around throwing away foods or spending money on yourself on something nice. And the person is mentioning a lot of other behaviors that are very good examples of this. And this is a topic that just fascinates me right? How scarcity mindset in terms of, you know, someone being very restrictive and not allowing themselves to eat, you know, as much as they need or not eat certain foods can sometimes translate to other areas. For example, feeling guilty about spending money on clothes, right? I have some theories as to why this happens. And I feel like I don't feel like I can answer this very well in just a listener question because it is a topic that would deserve its own episode. So I will create an episode on, you know, scarcity mindset around, you know, money, around fear of throwing away food and how it can manifest in other arenas in life. For example, feeling guilty if you forget to recycle or only wanting to buy clothes from the thrift shop. A lot of these behaviors that I see over and over. I will do an episode about it in the future. Um, but the one and all, one big thing that I can recommend, recommend meanwhile is you have to challenge it, right? Even though it seems random, even though it seems like, oh, does it really relate to my eating disorder? Chances are it does. I also see that this tends to improve by refeeding and weight restoration. Very, very strange. I will talk to you know, clients who have certain very, you know, frugal behaviors and they notice that literally just the act of reaching their set point weight range and being fully refed and resting somehow takes away a lot of those thoughts and urges, right? So that is a very, very interesting thing. It seems to be something just purely biological here at play as well. And again, I have my theories as to why. I will share a bit more of that in a future episode. If it is something you guys find interesting, because I know this is quite a niche topic and I was often thinking, oh, why would I do an episode on that? Will people find that interesting? Is that something people experience, right? I know that some people do, but it's just common. But I have realized that a lot of people experience it, some more than others, right? If it is a thing you guys would like to, you know, hear about, then definitely let me know. I think it's absolutely fascinating and just shows that we still don't really know we don't know everything about eating disorders yet, right? Especially these kind of areas. It's not really been as researched and I really would like to research it more. Okay, guys, I hope you have a lovely week and I will hopefully see you guys next week. I'm trying to stick to releasing episode every Tuesday, but 
Unfortunately, I have quite a few health challenges at the moment, which sometimes makes it very difficult for me to release as often. I really hope you understand and I also hope that I will be better very soon. Okay, guys, have a lovely week ahead and I will see you.